understanding I'm a whole person that also comes with emotion. And I come with feelings and I come with experiences from my past that shape how I think and feel. And sometimes those things don't all seem to be cohesive. Listening to the Experience Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Ajene Gaylord, and I endeavor to educate, encourage, and empower women to embrace emotional healing and eradicate the stigma of mental health in the body of Christ. Welcome to episode one, where we will be digging more into that tagline as I share a little bit about my own emotional healing journey. Experience Freedom Podcast, and I've shared in our introductory episode how I endeavor to educate, encourage, and empower women to embrace emotional healing and eradicate the stigma of mental health in the body of Christ. So I want to talk about that first piece of embracing emotional healing because I was very vulnerable (laughs) in telling about my anxiety and trepidation as it pertains to putting my voice out there, starting the podcast, doing videos, just being a part of a larger conversation and dialogue that's beginning to happen, especially around mental health and even mental health in the body of Christ in the church. And so for me, just going through my own emotional healing journey, recognizing some trauma from my past, recognizing some experiences that I had that shaped me into who I am now, coming from just my experiences within my family of origin. And so when I say family of origin, I mean the household that I was born into or adopted into, depending on your circumstances. So in my case, two parents, they were married at the time. That's the family I was born into. I'm the second born of four daughters. So that was my family of origin. So it included my mother and father and my three sisters and myself. Well, shortly after, you know, my experiences going into childhood, my parents got divorced, my father left. And so that imprinted on me many messages that I didn't even realize that I had. So just acknowledging and beginning to understand that becoming a teenager, a young adult, going off to college, coming back, getting married, having my own family. All of these things started to come to the surface as far as things that I wasn't even aware of that I endured, things that I didn't even identify as a trauma, some things that I did identify but had not yet healed from. Um, And then how that ties into me as a believer. I gave my life to Christ when I was seven years old but I wasn't really fully understanding or I had not yet fully understood all of what that meant or how to live it out. I was still growing. So as a a young adult in college, kind of fumbling over my faith and making a lot of mistakes and figuring things out and the trauma and damage that that did. And then eventually becoming a mother, a wife and taking on these new relationships really brought all those things kind of to the surface. And I had to begin to acknowledge um, 
what it is that I was, where I was emotionally. So funny enough, (laughs) uh, when I was in college, I decided to major in psychology. So I went, I'm 17, standing in the auditorium on the first day of school by myself, trying to register for classes and trying to figure out what's my major going to be. Most of my friends from high school and other friends of mine who graduated uh, the same year I did, and we all ended up in the choir together in school, they were automatically going to be music majors. I can sing, but I didn't think that that was quite the direction I wanted to go in. I liked business. I had been an entrepreneur, you know, running my little businesses as a little kid growing up. So I just had all these options and I wasn't quite sure which way to go. So I just decided, hey, I, I, I help people a lot. People come to me for advice. Maybe psychology is the way to go. So that's kind of the direction I went in. And funny enough, uh, longer story short, I landed eventually in social work, which is still very much a social science, still very much focused on human development and behavior. And that's when I began to discover this whole emotional part of us, right? Mm -hmm. So growing up, I knew I was a person. I knew that I had family around me and people around me. I knew nothing about human development and behavior, didn't know that there were categories or definitions or theories around who we are and how we develop. I became a believer when I was seven years old, grew up in church. So I had a little bit of an idea of spirituality, but again, very limited understanding being that I was so young and still figuring out the world and myself. And then here I am in college with my first introduction to theory, the theory of human development, the theory Mm -hmm. of how we behave, the theory of how we encounter and interact, the theory about emotions and feelings and all of these things. And so it seemed like these very opposing worlds started to all fall together with me as a person understanding that I have a relationship with Christ and then understanding, oh, there's these emotions and feelings and thoughts that come along with our human experience. Just now as a woman who is married to my husband, I have children, I have community relationships, I have a career, understanding I'm a whole person that also comes with emotion. And I come with feelings and I come with experiences from my past that shape how I think and feel. And sometimes those things don't all seem to be cohesive. A lot of what I in my own personal journey have encountered is a lack of full understanding and complete awareness of who I am as an emotional believer. A lot of times emotions, feelings, anger, frustration, anxiety, depression, are all of these things that are that seem really taboo that we don't really have a clear biblical understanding of. And so we stay away from it. In the body of Christ and church, we stay away from mental illness. It's not something that we can quantify. So I think we have a harder time being able to put a theological spin on it. So we kind of stay away from it. We villainize mental illness as demon possession in some cases, right? Mm-hmm. So just at this stage, and even in my career has helped me to expand on my understanding of where I am as a believer and who I am as a human being and what mm-hmm. that means, how I show up in the world, 
how I show up to be used by God in the world and how I can help other people. So just beginning with that part, like the the podcast is going to, we're going to cover a lot of different subjects, but just even starting with um, embracing emotional healing. What I learned in my own journey is that many of us who call ourselves Christians, who call ourselves believers in Jesus Christ, have yet to surrender that part of ourselves to him fully. We know what it is to be saved. We understand salvation, you know, to accept that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, that he came to live a perfect sinless life and that he was a sacrifice for us. And he stands in the gap. He is the one who took our punishment for us. And if we believe in him, then we in turn become heirs with him. We are saved. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit and we will have eternal life. We understand that, we embrace that, we accept that, those of us who believe in in Jesus. But then there's the other part of who we are as human beings Mm -hmm. who have thoughts, who have feelings, who have a soul. We, We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And sometimes we're so disconnected from our soul, which is made up of our mind, our will, and our emotions. And sometimes it seems, or at least in my experience, that we're oftentimes disconnected from our soul as it pertains to who we are spiritually and our redemptive story and who we are even physically. So for me, what helped all of these things to kind of come into the forefront was facing chronic illness. Someone who for most of my adult life has suffered with symptoms, but never really a diagnosis of any kind in and out of different medical issues, but no real resolution as to what was going on. So even now at this stage of my journey, I'm still trying to discover what's going on with my physical body. But what I've learned is it's often connected to what I've experienced emotionally. And a lot of what Mm -hmm. I've encountered emotionally and some of the things that I endured in my childhood and young adulthood that has had an impact on my soul. So even having the conversation about healing opens up a whole world of physical healing, emotional healing, relational healing, (laughs) Because we are not just in this world alone. We're in this world with others and we relate to them in various ways. And sometimes that impacts us emotionally and then in turn physically. So there's this 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 collection of who we are, who we are in the world, how we show up in the world. But then often it seems to be disconnected from God, who he is and who he is to us and how we relate back to him. So. Just talking about that first part of embracing emotional healing. And I truly do want to educate and encourage and empower that those are the three areas that I really want to focus in on, because I think we we use words, we say things, we share things, but we don't always understand what we're communicating. We may not all agree on terms, even definitions. So just being in a position of educating, making sure we're clear about what we're discussing and mm-hmm. then encouraging just just being someone who with my own vulnerable story, as I share more and more over the coming episodes, that you're not alone. This mm-hmm. is not in most cases an experience that's unique to just you. We mm-hmm. all have an origin story. Right. We all started in a family in some way. And then that shaped who we are now. But that's not where our story ends. 
And as believers, we truly understand that we have been born again. So even if we have been born into even the worst circumstances we could have, I've heard Mm -hmm. many stories in my profession as a clinical social worker and counselor have heard just terrible stories, horrific stories of different situations, environments. Uh, My primary work was with at-risk children and families women who were coming out of domestic violence. So I, you know, just knowing of the different situations that can cause trauma to us, right? Mm -hmm. Living in a world that's fallen in sin is trauma. Mm -hmm. So just the impact of that, how we relate to one another, but just understanding that we all have an origin story. But Mm -hmm. if we embrace what Christ has given us and has given us access to, which is new life, eternal life, then we can be born again But we also have to learn how to live differently once Mm -hmm. we recognize we still carry this flesh. We still carry our humanity with us until we go on to be with him. So I've learned in my journey that being afraid doesn't give us access to the freedom that is available to us. Uh, And a lot of that has to do with our our internal belief system, what we choose to believe, what we think. And that informs uh, oftentimes how we feel about the encounters that we have, the interactions we have, the relationships that we're in, the things that happen to us, the things that happen around us is based on our thinking that leads to how we, how we feel, which leads to how we behave. And it just cycles all over again. And when we see those cycles, that's when we can recognize, oh, there's a loop here that needs to close or stop so that we can get to right functioning. So that's a lot. That's loaded. <laughs> that's a, a lot of content for today. But I did want to begin with just breaking down uh, what this podcast is really going to cover and just having the conversation around what we often don't get to discuss. So beginning with emotional healing and then next episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about how we can eradicate stigma around mental health, especially among believers, because that's a subject that we often shy away from. It seems taboo or we just don't know how to handle it. So here is what I would love to do is at the end of each episode, I want to give you some life work. I don't like to call it homework. I'm a home educating mother. I went to school myself and homework just doesn't sound exciting. It always sounds like this chore you kind of have to do. So I want to call it life work where it's work you're going to do that's going to help improve your life, hopefully, or at least help you examine your life if nothing else. So for our first assignment is to write your origin story. Write about what family you were born into, what family you were adopted into, what family you were fostered by, whatever your origin story is, who those key people were in your life early on during your formative years, which means from birth, probably up until young adulthood, key people, whether you have fond memories of those people or not, please just take the time to begin to reflect and write your origin story. And I believe that that may illuminate and enlighten some things that you may have forgotten or suppressed. I know for me, I joke with my sisters that I suppress a lot of our childhood, (laughs) Uh, not intentionally, but as a protective measure, I'm sure subconsciously I've, I've suppressed some things, but I have some very fond memories, some very loving memories 
and things that I really want to begin to embrace. And so reflecting on that origin story, I knew the trauma story. I knew the experiences divorce had had on our family. I knew what poverty did to our family. I understood all of that, but I never took the time to really appreciate some of the good things, some of the joy and some of the love that I did have. That's it for this episode. If you have been enjoying listening, please consider sharing and subscribing to the podcast. And until next time, remember, you have been set free to live free. So choose freedom. Freedom.